Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. Hey, happy summer splash! (laughs) What is Summer that? Summer Smash. Bring it back, Leanne. Bringing it back. <laughs> it's the Satellite Sisters. This is a holiday week show, so there's nothing here that has any hard edges whatsoever, right, Liz and Julie? <laughs> it's splashy. It's summery. It's fun food and festivities for the 4th of July. Yeah. I even decided in advance, this is Liz, I'm just sidekicking it today because <laughs> you guys have all the food and festivities news. I'm just sidekicking. I know. We told you not to think, didn't we, Liz? (laughs) We told you just, just you you should float through this show. That's the way you should think about it. It's true. Liz is like, I just can't, I can't do shows where I I don't think. Like, she goes, never mind. I can't, I don't have anything to pitch. (laughs) It's not quite that bad, but you guys already had a full show outline. So there was really nothing I could contribute. We didn't think you were going to be here. Yes, right. We're happy to accommodate Mm -hmm. sidekick Liz, but she's not bringing anything to the party today, nope. except her presence. You're going to be in the moment. I'm going to appreciate right. Well, we everything. should introduce each other. I yes. mean, we just, I know, we're just, we're going right into the show. We're Leanne. excited. We're excited. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Los Angeles. I'm a writer and producer, and I am ready to tell you, Liz, about the history of blueberries. <laughs> I'm Liz Dolan, just starting a new career as a sidekick, and I live in Santa Monica, California with my dog, Hooper. This is Julie Dolan. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I am bringing high heel facts today. Okay, (laughs) not fiction. These are facts about high heels. Did you know this is the summer of chimichurri? We're going to discuss that. And I've got some fashion trends for you as well. So, wow. Liz, yeah. relax, Liz. Yeah, I'm sitting, relax. laying back, okay. yeah. laying back. Just okay. spray yourself with that Kopari coconut spray. <laughs> yes. Put on your Rothy's, wrap yourself in the FabFitFun towel, mm-hmm. and maybe yeah. a Brooklyn and sheet. Just relax. <laughs> relax. Okay, this okay. is it. Get yourself a nice iced tea, Liz. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, well, speaking of beverages, can I say that? Can I just start off? Yeah. I hate to get cranky right at the beginning of the show, but I'm going to. This is my cranky nana segment and and but what is more summery than lemonade stands that you know there's nothing cuter right you know nice little lemonade stands uh you know my i don't know what your policy is leon but i i mean if i see a lemonade stand i pull over i buy the lemonade i don't overthink it i you know there's you know whatever it is girl scout cookies whatever i'm buying this stuff i even if i don't eat it i'm just going to buy it do you do you participate in lemonade stands yes i have the same policy hey i do too yeah okay 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 sidekick liz you you do too i don't mean to leave you out of the conversation but i need a ruling because here's what happened uh it was in my neighborhood there was a yard sale going on and i saw this girl i'm saying she's in fourth grade and i can 
I'm pretty sure she's in fourth grade because I know the ages of my grandchildren. And I just, I got a good look at her and I, she's a fourth grader. I, I figured that out. And she has a lemonade stand. Now, this isn't just a card table or a box. She has like a pottery barn lemonade stand for kids. You know, one of those, it's very official looking. Now, it's possible that her mother and father are really crafty and made her this beautiful lemonade stand. But it was a very nice lemonade stand. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, that's so cute. She's there. And how entrepreneurial of her that she figured out to set up her lemonade stand near the yard sale because people, a lot of people were coming to this or parking their cars or, you know, it's a, it's a hot day here in Dallas. Good idea. So first thing as I'm driving by that, uh, that just, I, I, my head snapped back. She's charging $2 a glass for lemonade. Mm. Does that wow. seem? That mm. seems like a lot. That's some premium lemonade. I think there. 50 cents is about the going mm-hmm. rate in our neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, or sometimes you might give the child a dollar, yes. you know, because you want to support that. But her sign said $2. But here's the thing that really just uh, made me very cranky. Uh, she's sitting there in a chair behind her little lemonade stand, $2 a glass. She's on her smartphone. So mm-hmm. she's sitting in a chair and she's on her smartphone selling lemonade. Mm-hmm. I'm out. That's it, <laughs> sisters. Well, I, she's I didn't just mean to like scare a... you, but I didn't mean to yell. But honestly, she's on a smartphone. She's There's got a like lot a of downtime. Smartphone, and I'm supposed to stop and pay $2 for her watered down lemonade that's not going to taste good? Yeah. I'm not doing it. Okay, well, see, well, but you don't know that. You didn't actually stop and get the lemonade, right? Maybe she's no, offering a superior product. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to give this young entrepreneur the benefit of the doubt, to be perfectly honest. Sounds yeah. like this is a pretty good setup for her. Maybe she's just really interested in lemonade, in artisan yeah. lemonade. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, you're I'm, just saying that because you don't want to agree with me. That's if it. If you saw a child with scrolling on her smartphone, checking her Instagram account, I, you just, it's not the same mm. as like some little kid that has a pitcher of lemonade and wants 25 cents. No, mm. it's not the same, but maybe she has different goals. I'm just saying, I, I don't, I don't think we, you know, she may really actually want to like be in the lemonade business yes. as opposed to just needing to fill a couple of hours. So wait, I, wait, uh, all right. I all think right. we need a ruling on this yeah. sidekick, Liz. You can weigh in on this. You're well, I was to. just going to say, I feel like there's a lot of downtime at a lemonade stand, you know? So what's the go-to move if you're a fourth grader during your downtime? You might have just caught her at a bad moment where because it was boring and nobody was driving by, she picked up her phone and was just... Well, maybe she doesn't need a phone in fourth grade, Liz. Do you ever think that? <laughs> maybe no. she was Instagramming about the stand. Yeah. You know, maybe like Could the food promotional trucks. activity. Oh, okay. You, you just... <laughs> I, I just think that she just... Uh, the whole spirit of a lemonade stand, okay. it's supposed to be for childlike and for children. It's not supposed to be for young, you know, Sheryl Sandbergs. Yeah, that's well, what I think. I'm just saying my sons always sold beverages the morning of the Rose, per, between the Rose Parade yes. and the Rose Bowl game. Yes. Okay. I mean, they they didn't jack up the prices, but they made a profit because there That's was important. actual work like getting the soda, unloading it, getting the spot yeah. and things right. like that. So I'm trying to give fine, that young fine. entrepreneur. But they weren't on their smartphones and no. they weren't in their uh, fabricated 
like Pottery Barn quality no. uh, stand, <laughs> were they? No. All right. N- Nana, you're bringing down the summer splash feel. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm done. I'm let's done. reset. Let's okay. reset. <laughs> Where right. are you going to now? So fourth Blueberries. Of, 4th of July. Okay. And one satellite sister tradition we have, which has really been enjoyable for almost the whole 20 years of our show, yes. is that we share our mom's classic 4th of July recipe, which was for blueberry muffins. Mm-hmm. We first published it in our book that came out in 2001. Right. So it's been 18 years since the recipe has been out there. My mom stole it from the New York Times, and we <laughs> yeah. reprinted it in our book, Satellite yes. Sisters Uncommon Senses. But she really made it her own by doubling down on the blueberries and then uh-huh. presenting them beautifully. So mm-hmm. our one thing you need to know about our mother, uh, Edna Dolan, our late mom, if you're new to the show, mom of eight. She was a wonderful cook, a wonderful entertainer. Mm -hmm. She was sort of Martha Stewart before Martha Stewart, but she was not a baker. Like Mm -hmm. there was a, she just, she did not bake a lot. She took baking lessons once, like with a good baker in town. And then she ended up just buying all the food from the baker, which was fine. (laughs) But this, she she used to like to say that things were homemade, just not in her home. Right. Yeah. So this blueberry muffin recipe, this was sort of her signature baked good item Mm -hmm. because this is the only one she she Mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. But it's a magnificent blueberry muffin recipe. So I want to point you to the Satellite Sisters um, website Mm -hmm. where I've reposted the webs reposted the the recipe. You're Uh going to want to get extra blueberries for this. Perfect for Fourth of July or any time over the summer with those fresh blueberries. Yeah. I also want to thank everybody who contributed their photos of Edna's blueberry muffins. It's been super charming over the years to have I people. Know. Oh, I re- love to see those. Yes, yeah. repost their photos. I made Edna's blueberry muffins. Here are the photos on our Facebook group that makes us happy all the time. So just wanted to do the recipe well. Like mm-hmm. we sort of had an old web post up there from 2010. So I just recreated it, added some photos, added a few more things. Wow. So if you're way. Wa- yeah, well, you know, blueberry yeah, muffins. That's very nice. Yes. Yeah. I like, no, it, it's a great recipe. You could have a little blueberry muffin stand perhaps this summer somewhere. <laughs> well, apparently not. <laughs> apparently you can't, apparently must serve watery lemonade. <laughs> cheap, <laughs> cheap watery lemonade. Okay. So it just got me thinking about blueberries because it is one of my favorite fruits. Yeah. I eat blueberries yeah. every day because because I somebody told you to. Somebody told, I told me didn't to. Didn't I tell you to? Because you did. it's supposed to help your brain, brain yes. improvement. Yeah. 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 So uh so Liz, where would you go if you need a blueberry news or Julie? You'd go you'd you googled the blueberry council or the blueberry growers yes. of America. House of blueberries. Blueberry yeah. information yeah. center. Yeah. yeah. And so that blueberries are us. <laughs> Exactly right. And don't worry, because there is one. There is one. Blueberrycouncil.org. Okay. There are all kinds of things here. There's nutrition facts. There's recipes. There's a whole map of where they grow blueberries. They don't grow everywhere, Liz. They don't grow in every country or in every place in in this country. You know, you have to have some cold weather to have blueberries. Well, we had blueberry bushes in our backyard growing up. You were too little Mm -hmm. to remember. And then we moved. But in the house that Julie and I grew up in, Right, we, we had right. blueberry bushes all along the back uh, stone wall there. There you go. Yeah. All right. We well, so we used to pick bl- blueberries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, you guys. Great. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I want to tell you a little bit about the history of blueberries. Because you is, do. Okay. This is going to knock your socks off. If you're looking for some conversational gambit at your Fourth of July party, you're uh, going to serve these muffins, and then you're going to follow up with this history of blueberries. Okay. First hit me of all, up. hit me up. They're native to America, as you sussed uh-huh. out. Yeah. But uh-huh. they've only been commercially produced for a hundred years. Really? Okay, 1916 is when blueberries began their journey from farm to table, according to the blueberries. Is, is that when they started freezing food? Because you can freeze blueberries, and that works out well. Uh, a follow-up question? Too much, Leanne? Too much. <laughs> no, I, I, this is not the history of frozen food. It's the history of blueberries. So that, it's not... It's okay. not mentioned. Uh, so okay. I don't know when they started freezing them, but I can tell you in 1916, it was a New Jersey father and daughter team, the Whites, who first commercialized blueberries and started selling them. Wow. And then according to the History of Blueberry page here at the Blueberry Council website, blueberry fever, quote, swept the nation in 1917. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the same year there was like a killer influenza? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Liz, you want to know about the boom, the blueberry boom, Liz and Julie? Okay, sure. that Yes, was... I do. I do. In 1932, the White family, they were awarded an award from New Jersey for outstanding contributions to agriculture. That's how important the blueberry wow. was. Wow. And then between 42 and 62, more than 200,000 blueberry seedlings spread across 13 states. <laughs> I mean, just this so, is exciting. Okay, this wait. Is, oh, it doesn't stop because well, there, it's a tasty fruit. It's I mean, super tasty. I, I, and it doesn't have as many seeds as like raspberries or, or blackberries. So, yeah, uh, and it's yeah. blue. There aren't that many blue foods. <laughs> I would just like to put that out there. And this is in the seventies and eighties. The Blueberry Council claims it became a cultural phenomenon, and they wow. cite they, they cite. And I think we how all is that ag- possible? Well, re- take go back to nineteen seventy one. Okay. Remember Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when Violet became oh, right. a blueberry? Okay. <laughs> that was yes. it. That was the catalyst that makes for cultural the, change? That makes the timeline, Liz. <laughs> Which shortly followed. That's a big blueberry moment. <laughs> it was. For sure. It if was. you're doing a blueberry timeline. Yeah, that's, that's it. I think you recall the line is, it happens every time they all become blueberries. You remember? <laughs> Yes. Okay. I mean, that she was a big blueberry list. Yeah, yeah. So shortly after that, then the USDA b- proclaimed July as National Blueberry Month. I can th- think you can see how that follows. Yeah. And then the momentum didn't stop in pop culture because no. Ronald Reagan became the president and all of a sudden there are blueberry jelly bellies. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> okay. It's the taste. Who, who doesn't love the taste of a blueberry, right? In the 90s and 2000s, this is when it all happened for the blueberry nutritionally. They started doing all these studies like, wow, blueberry. Blueberries are really good for all these things. They're really good antioxidants. They're really good for your brain health. Yeah. They actually, you know, work with insulin production. So they have a lot of important nutrients. And then on the rise, Liz, this is the on the rise section. In 2003, wait for it, New Jersey declared the blueberry as the state berry. Oh. <laughs> well, that wow. just follows, right, Julie? That's, I mean, where else? Yeah, it's that, New that's Jersey. a yeah. huge trend. Yeah. That's a yeah. huge trend. And then, but now, you, now they're now they grow blueberries all over the place in Mexico. I got sometimes I get them from Peru. It's not just an, uh, an American um, fruit. No, anymore. you can go to the map, Julia. You can go to the map <laughs> okay, and I'll you can see. I'll, it's I'll, a worldwide. It is worldwide. And then, uh, and then in 2010, blueberries became what they claim, Liz. I think this is a failed marketing campaign. Mm. Little blue dynamos. Oh, I don't yeah. think that ever really took no, hold. No, I don't do recall you? that taking. Yeah, I think it was more the superfood positioning mm-hmm. that they've they've really capitalized on. That blueberries yeah. are a superfood. There you go. Because in 2013, they saw a surge in blueberry mentions 
on menus at top chain restaurants. <laughs> what? That's all. I, I we're just, supposed to tell all our friends this on the Fourth of July. There's a lot. You know, it, just work with what we just want work out with of what this you timeline. Have. It's only a hundred years old. Started in New Jersey. Do you remember? The, do you remember when Violet became yeah. the blueberry? Yeah. That was a big turning point. Come on, you can work with this. It it is a sort of an impressive body of work that the blueberry has done in the last century. Yeah, right? when you think about it, and uh, <laughs> in a single century, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So one <laughs> serving is only eighty calories. Good for cardiovascular health, brain health, uh, insulin response, and gut health. You I mean, were just in yeah. the pocket of Big Blueberry. Yeah. <laughs> Liz, and what did we have this weekend when you came to my house that I got from this oh. website? Okay, Julie, have you had Leon's right. Blueberry Sangria? Yeah. Is what we had. No, mm-hmm. no. In the backyard I mean, I've had her homemade sangria, but you, th- you put blueberries in put it? Put blueberries in it. Yeah. I put blueberries in it, Julie. Just a mm-hmm. white wine sangria with a little bit of blueberries, some other fruit. It was delightful. And again, it's a blue food. They just... <laughs> Just don't have it's that. Festive, it's festive looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super tasty. So, mm-hmm. so that's just a few blueberry facts, some history, some recipes. The link to the Blueberry Council uh, yeah. website is going to be in the recipe. If you want more, more. information, <laughs> if you really need some more depth on this subject, you could go deep on this shallow topic. <laughs> they that's have, what we like. They have a whole, um, uh, they have a whole uh, section just for health professionals. So that, I don't even know what that's about. I'm not, not a health pre- professional. Prescribing blueberries? <laughs> not a health professional. So I didn't go there. But they have plenty of things. But it's just a tribute to our mother, her blueberry yes. muffins. Yes. And the blueberry. It's an excellent <laughs> state berry of New Jersey. Okay. And- okay. All right. Stay with us because Julie has high heel facts. <laughs> facts. I want to underline that. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen, <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's, That's true. 
That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. All right, we are back. It's our Summer Splash show. And before we get to uh, fashion trends and high heel facts, <laughs> I want... <laughs> you I... like saying that, didn't you, Liam? I you do. Like I like it. I know it. you're excited about I know. it. I know, like shows like this. Um, but I saw this article in the New York Times. It was one of those very popular op-ed pieces, but it really spoke to me. So I thought it might speak to others in the listening in the, lis- in the listening audience. Mm-hmm. And the headline was, you are doing something important when you are doing nothing at all. We need to rest, to read, to reconnect. It is the indivisible indivis- labor that makes a creative life possible. I like and it. this was an op-ed written by a writer, Bonnie Sue. She's actually writing a book about swimming. So uh-huh. we love that. Uh, but she's written a lot of magazine pieces and other kinds of writing. And Um, She just writes about her desire to do absolutely nothing and to not feel guilty about it. Oh, I I always feel guilty when I'm doing nothing. Right. I can never sit down. I I never sit down. I'm just, I feel guilty about it. I I should be doing something. Yeah. I don't. You don't feel guilty, Liz? No. But (laughs) Well, you're only the sidekick on this show. But I mean, yeah, I'm only a sidekick. Sidekicks don't, eh, we don't worry about that. Plus, I don't have a lot of people depending on me. You guys have like... Families you're managing. I'm just it's just me and Hooper. Well, so Bonnie Sue here is a real big believer in actively refueling, and that can seem, she says, at odds with our fetishization of productivity. Yes. And that is, right. I thought, a great phrase uh-huh. because people love to be busy. They love to right. say they're busy. You just said it, Julie. I don't ever sit down. I feel terrible. Yeah, I like, don't. I don't want to be this. Bu- I don't want to be busy, and I don't want to be one of the a busy person. Uh, I would like to, you know. But I feel terribly guilty. So does she have a solution for the guilt? You know, well, she's ele- she's she's absolving you for the guilt. This mm-hmm. is it. Okay. Read the op-ed. That's the solution. But she's also saying it shouldn't be just a vacation thing or a weekend thing, that it's okay to have this fallow time, she calls it, in the middle of our day to recharge and renew to do what you need to do. And that will connect you with your creative life. Mm-hmm. And I 100% believe that. So it's not just mm-hmm. boredom. It's just... You know, go through the magazines that are stacked up if you want to. Read your New Yorker, you know, listen to music, sit outside in your garden and put some music on and, you know, look through an art book or something like that. Like those are super important things to do if you want a creative life. And I'm Mm -hmm. a writer in my real life and people are always saying, oh, I'd like to have a creative life or what do I do? And I, I have done some workshops on it. One of the things I've always said is like, you're not wasting time. Like, You're gathering these pieces, and even if you don't have time, quote, time right now to, you know, paint a picture or write a book, like you're gathering the pieces that will eventually make the book or make the painting Mm -hmm. or, you know, make the play that you want to write. And I think that's really important. So it was cool to see her articulate what I've been trying so poorly to articulate. (laughs) I'm going to share this. That's inspirational, Yeah. Well, and I'm off No, I think that's good. I think trying to... 
to find peace, to be quiet, to like, yeah, and to use that time to regenerate is really important. I know I agree with you, Leanne. It made, it made me think of your children, Julie, that you've described as just working day and night. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she describes yeah. that as the 24-7 hamster wheel of work, the constant yeah. accessibility and the impatient press of social media. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. you sit down and read a book, oh my gosh, that seems like an incredible waste of time. But of course, it's not an incredible waste of right. time. Right. It's a journey that takes you somewhere. It lets your brain go someplace else. And you may come back more refreshed than if you had done you know, six loads of laundry and gone to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm just giving you permission, Julie, to relax. And next Okay, week, that's good. Next that's good. Week, I'll I- listen to a nice podcast. Yeah. Perhaps mm-hmm. the satellite system. Right. Talking about summer fashion trends. Yeah, so that's that, it. Uh, that I gleaned yeah. from the pioneer woman, Rhea Drummond, <laughs> and the fixer-upper woman, uh, Joanna Gaines, because exactly. that's what I'm bringing you right now. So just relax. Okay. okay. Exactly right. that. I mean, Liz and Leanne, do you have your summer wardrobe uh, worked out? Have you? Did you Not get a really. couple little items? No. To, no. To, no. Okay, so good. I'm open to I'm suggestions. To yeah, I need, a few, I need a few items. I need some, like, summer dresses, just like okay. lightweight summer dresses. No, Liz, you know what you need? You need a kimono. Okay, I do. that is what Rhea, Rhea Drummond, the pioneer woman in her magazine, number one item, a kimono. Oh. Think about it. It's soft, it's flattering. You can it uh, it's you can get it in florals. It has nice. It's lively print. It's cool. It goes over all your existing clothes and gives it a nice fresh look. Mm. So you can have take one of your dresses or your shifts or mm-hmm. take your jeans and a shirt and put a kimono on and you've got yourself an outfit. What do you think? So it's a topper. It's not like a look unto itself. Okay. Right. All right. It's a kimono. Yeah, you put it on. <laughs> Leanne, I think you could do this too. Maybe a sleeveless kimono or one with sleeves. Maybe a little shorter for you because you're you're not Short. tall. Yes. Shorter. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes when I put those on, I have tried them on, I feel like I'm wearing a costume. So that's, I I feel like I'm more of a poncho person than a kimono person. But I understand that it's all, I I see them in every store in Los Angeles. I see them selling them everywhere. I know it's a thing now. I can imagine you in a... I mean, Rhea Rhea Drummond lives in Oklahoma and Joanna Gaines lives in Texas. If if they're wearing kimonos, you can do this too, Mm -hmm. Okay. So try it. It's a nice little f- uh, summer fun fashion. Mm-hmm. So okay, have you gotten yours my- yet, Joel? Uh, no, but I, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it. I really would like to get one. I think they look really comfortable and cool and, you know, look nice with white jeans. You know, that, yeah. that would be a cute little look. I think that would be good. With your here's, <laughs> here's something we all need for the summer. Now, I saw my daughter-in-law, uh, Lauren, had one of these uh, in her hair, and it was adorable. I don't know how she got it up in her hair, but it looks so cute. A bandana. Now go mm-hmm. look in your drawers. You probably already own bandanas, but they're back in. They're very big for the summer. Of course, the pioneer woman, she uses them as napkins all the times, but now sure. she's putting them in her hair and around her neck. And I think, <gasps> get, <laughs> why are you? Are you imagining Julie in a bandana, Leon? Is that why you're yeah. laughing so much? Just like taking fashion advice from a woman who uses bandanas as a napkin. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I like her. You can do it. I can do it. it. I I want to. I mean, I think you in particular could make this work, Leanne, with your hair. Liz, I would do the bandana around the neck. 
look for okay. you. That's, okay. I think would be kind of a cute look when you're on the road, Liz. Sure. Okay. And that might be the, for, for driving around. Who knows what might happen? But Leanne, <laughs> I think you could do it. You could put one in your hair. It would be really cute for the summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I have previously worn bandanas yeah. in my hair. That yeah. was okay, a look so, for me. So bring and you could also line uh, your you blueberry can... muffin basket with <laughs> it, so you could match <laughs> yeah, your no, no. match your muffins. <laughs> Take it out of the basket, put it on your head. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Or like get it. it in a fresh, get it in a hot pink or purple, about a teal color. How about that? A cute little a, a, a pop of yellow, Lynn. You can do it. All okay. right. That's what I want to see. Next item that uh, Rhea is recommending for the summer, I find these wildly impractical, but they always look so cute on other people. I think we should all get them. And that is a straw or a wicker bag. Instead of your usual leather purse or backpack, get a little straw bag for the summer. Mm-hmm. And that, that says there's nothing that says summer more than a straw bag. Don't mm-hmm. you think? That is true. That's 100% true. It's a very fresh summer look. <laughs> silence. Silence I, I from the sidekick. So wildly impractical. <laughs> it's it's, uh, a, it's yeah. a little too Wizard of Oz for me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you're right. Okay. It always looks cute when other people do it. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, Liz, here's one for you. And this is from Joanna Gaines, you know, Fixer Upper, HGTV. Mm -hmm. These are, I think this is, you know, because you always wear earrings that are statements. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, part of your look. You've got just short hair. You always wear great earrings, fringe earrings. Do you have any, Liz? No, but okay. Earrings with a fringe. Nothing says summer of 2019 like fringe earrings. (laughs) Okay. Okay. If Joanna Gaines (laughs) believes that, then I'm going with it. Sure. Yeah, so I yeah. want you can get some. Leanne, I think you could do it too. I lo- I would look ridiculous in it. I cannot do that. I have very old earlobes. They're not they're not aging well at all. So <laughs> so that is another problem. But Leanne, what about you? Fringe earrings? Yeah, yes. I'm looking them up. Some I got a gift of fringe earrings and I have worn them successfully. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're, and they're purple, which would go with my purple bandana I'm gonna buy. So Okay. There I, we go. Okay, okay. I got that. Okay, couple more items here. Some way to give yourself a fresh look for the summer. You live in Southern California, so much sun there. You need a pair of sunglasses in a playful color. Do you ever do that in the summer, Liz? Switch up your sunglasses. Go no. for purple shades. Go for light blue shades. Maybe maybe uh, white uh, sunglasses, Liz. What do you think? You know what? Playful. I I actually think that's a good idea, Julie. Like I know. When you think of me, it's not the word playful that jumps to mind necessarily. <laughs> no, it's, but, no, it's not, but, Sister Liz. But maybe that I need not. to switch it up. I, summertime, switch, switch it up. up. Yeah, summertime, switch That's up what, with some playful glasses. I'm doing Joanna it. Joanna Games says, says get timeless flat fr- frame sunglasses in a playful color. Well, she okay. can pull anything off. That yeah, that's no, her but thing. you can too. I think you can do that. Okay. Leon, you are playful. Are Thank you going you. with playful, <laughs> playful sunglasses? Well, I'm looking these up now. There are some colors I could try. I mean, I already yeah. wear blue sunglasses. I don't wear black, so I already wear. I already have blue ones, but I I see these purple and pink ones. It's are a lot more playful than mine. Mm-hmm. So that okay. would be fun. Yes, let's be playful this summer. Final item. This is not from Joanna or Ria. <laughs> This is from me. This is my summer fashion tip for you. I think you both should get jumpsuits. I saw quite a few of these at the Paul McCartney concert. The women were rocking jumpsuits, Uh, you know, sleeveless ones, tanks. They are so cute. And you both could wear those. Mm -hmm. What do you think? 
Yes. Yes. I could, I would be down with the jumpsuit. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There, that's mm-hmm. well, I think that not, again, nothing says the summer of 2019 more than jumpsuits. You got it there. Playful sunglasses, the wicker <laughs> baskets, nobody's going for, no, but, no, uh, no. Yeah. Bandana somewhere on my body, but maybe not my head. <laughs> Or maybe the bandana goes on Hooper. Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest. Julie, good list, though. That's good job. Fantastic. Good job. I think so. Yeah. I think it can really it can really make your summer extra, extra fun. <laughs> okay. Now, I want to switch. This is another fashion item, but it's, it's controversial. I, I want to talk to you about high heels. Do you find them sexy? Do you find them painful? Do you find them sexist? What? I don't know where I would where say you yes to are. all three of those, yes. actually. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think all three of those things are true. <laughs> yes. Well, I think we should have a conversation with the facts about high heels, <laughs> and then you can decide whether or not uh, what's your final opinion about it. Well, let's just start with the most basic facts. Do you know that high heels were really first developed for men? Did you know that? No. no. 400 years ago. Yeah. The, uh, the Persians... <laughs> They, they needed a pair, they wore high heels because it was easier for them to put their foot, their feet into the stirrups, okay? And they wanted to secure their pants, so they put mm. like a little strap underneath. So high heels were first developed for, for men. So but then they decided, men's... these are stupid, let's make women wear them? Was that yes, the, was that no, no, no. the well, historical that's not term? exactly how it happened. Then Catherine uh, de' Medici, she was probably one of the first sort of, I would say she was like a trend spotter. I mean, if Mm -hmm. she had been on Instagram, she would really have been an influencer when Mm -hmm. it comes to high heels because she figured out that high heels would boost your height. Yeah. So she was all in on them. Same with Queen Elizabeth the first. Okay. Same thing. She wanted to be taller. She had all those men to boss around. Okay. So she needed to be able to command her space. So that you have to give that for high heels that mm-hmm. they do give you that that sense of being taller. Okay. Now sort of some of the French kings they tried to get in on it too, but all right. Do you realize with high heels and this is Im- important that some high heels are actually good for you? Mm. Okay, okay, you're, you're going to have to convince us. Okay, but let's get, if you overpronate, are, are you are either of you overpronators? No. 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 Okay, but if you overpronate, wearing a 1 to 2 inch heel can actually correct that condition because you're when you overpronate, you're putting a lot of strain on your calves. And okay, sometimes right. they recommend I buy that. And I don't think of a 1 inch heel as a high heel, you know, but you're right. Okay, it's a heel, so it's lifting my foot. Okay, I I'll give you that. Okay, and you're right about the the number of inches, Liz, because here's another fact, <laughs> fact. about okay. high heels. Okay, oh, just uh, just straight talk here. For every inch of high heel, that puts an increasing amount of weight on our toes, and I think we know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we know that. That that is that's pretty obvious. But did you know this is another fact that most women own high heel shoes? that they have never worn? Like if you go into your closet now, Liz or Leanne, are there a pair of high heels in there that you have not worn or only worn once or twice? Yes, Yes. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a fact. Most women have worn that. (laughs) Do you know what the average amount of time it is for women, women to wear high heels? 
If you were going to get This is getting hard average, now, Julie. Like, I thought this was going to be fun. This is now you're really making us think about this. Is this in terms of hours per day or the hours, same Hours hours per day. Okay, just across all kinds of high heels. We're not I'm not, you know, we're we're not talking stacked, we're not talking stilettos, just on average, how long do women wear high heels? 6 hours. Yeah, I was going to say 5. No, no, 1 hour, oh. 6 minutes, 48 seconds. <laughs> That's that's as long as most women can stand a pair of high heels. So in other words, we get out of them as soon as we can. Yes, we, we can. Right. Wear yep. them to work, but then take them off when we're sitting at our desk. Or yep. go out to a cocktail party, but the first thing you do when you get back to your car is take off your shoes. You, you, you take off your shoes. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's how you get that kind of average. But um, you should also know that many people liked, still like to wear high heels and that now available to you to make it more comfortable to wear high heels, that you can actually have a surgical procedure that will, that will make on your feet that will make more comfortable. Or if you don't want to do surgery, you can do like a derma filler to in the cushions of the soles of your feet and that will make it more comfortable. Wait, are you talking a surgical procedure like removing your toes? What do you do to make all that leaning forward on your tippy toes, especially when I no, see it's women? No, it would be stretching out things there, Liz, to make the pad more comfortable for you. Yeah. But if you don't want that surgery, then they can just inject it with uh, fillers to okay. make the pad so again, because of the strain that every inch of heel that yeah. puts on the weight, all more weight on your toes. Got it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say one word, clogs. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. my yeah. response to almost all this is clogs. I think well, some women like, look great like in them. Heels. Yeah. I, I still like high heels. I, I still like to wear them. Uh, I probably wear them for like one hour and 46 minutes. I mean, I don't wear them that much, but... I enjoy them, but I realize that high heels are de divisive. And for some people, it does mean oppression, uh, <laughs> it, you know, but for other people, it's empowerment and yeah. it's fluidity. And it uh, so but here's the bad news that the Gen Xers and the Gen Yers, uh, they're really ruining they're ruining high heels. OK, because <laughs> no, they're empowered, What yeah. they're refusing to wear them. They're good. refusing to wear them. good for sneakers. Them. Sneakers are taking over the world. Yeah. Crazier, clumpier, but luxury sneakers. OK, that are high, very, very expensive. OK, that uh, but maybe maybe. And I, you know, here's the thing about high heels. I think men can wear high heels. I, I, I non-binary customers should wear high mm -hmm. heels. There's nothing I like more than a cowboy boot on a guy. I mean, that's really a high heel, right? Yes, it is. I yeah. mean, I so. don't even mind the heels, Julie. I got to say, it's the like pointy heels, like the stilettos, like give me a big chunky heel. I can wear a chunky heel all day. But the t when you're sort of teetering on your toes all day, no, no. It's like, it's like binding your own feet. It's yeah. like, what would you put on your feet if you wanted to not be able to walk at all? It's you would put on well, little, little pointy show, pointy toes stilettos. You're a good candidate for that surgery, Liz. Then <laughs> I think you need some more comfort to it. But yeah, I, I you know, I think they, I think they can be of uh, land. You're, I know you, you don't wear high heels either. I but. just have bad feet. So yeah. that's, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, it's, so I have bad feet. It's unfortunate. If I had little skinny, good feet, I would probably wear a few more high heels. It's just like almost impossible for me to find them. 
But I, okay. I, I don't love them. I never have, you know, but do your legs look great in them? Sure. Yeah. Occasionally and occasionally they work, but they're just uncomfortable. And it's as for so the certain point. And I'm do you like, know, Leon, as the classic scholar uh, among us, that um, that high heels were really a status system in a um, uh, symbol in a ancient Greece. That oh. the actors used them. The height of their platform shoes indicated their social status. Oh, I did not so know that, Julie. That I, so maybe you should go with the platform shoes, which are yeah. not really high yeah. heels, but yeah. that gets it gets it more flat. But I, I bring you all these facts, but a word of caution that as I did this extensive research on this shallow topic for you, I just want you to know you can make a wrong turn on the Internet when you, when you Google high, high heels. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you end up in sort of S&M you territory? Can, you, can go, you can go places that you just <laughs> didn't expect to. So I just, Okay, good warning. I just want to mention that to you uh, as uh, as you consider these high heel facts that I bring you this summer. Well, the same cannot be said of blueberries. So no. if you want just a G-rated, fact-filled Fourth of July conversational piece, go with the blueberries. If you want something more controversial, something racy, bring out bring out the high heels. Yeah, Julia, you've done heels. some fine work there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. I just want to remind people um, we have lots and lots of shows in our archives. Just a fair warning, we do take August off the show, so we take a hiatus in the summer to replenish, to wear high heels and bandanas and fun-colored glasses Uh, and, you know, get some fallow time. But we have hundreds of shows in our archives. They are all accessible. More than 800. Yeah. So there's there's your August, people. Right. All day, every day. We just, when you're doing nothing, you can also be listening to us. It counts as nothing. All right, and then I want to remind people that our Summer Beach Bag Books list is posted at Satellite Sisters. You can share that with your book club if you're looking for more summer reading. It's all there, Mm -hmm. descriptions of the book and our interview with Jennifer Weiner. So that is there at SatelliteSisters.com, along with lots of other things. All right, we would like to thank a couple of sponsors here at Satellite Sisters. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. (laughs) Because because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this sounds like... But you are going to be happy, okay? (laughs) That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be happy you did it. 
See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Okay, we're wrapping up our show here. Uh, first of all, we want to announce the cheese boarding winners, and I failed to look it up. So hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> okay, but- can I just say, I feel like the the whole cheese boarding thing, Leon. you spotted this as a trend. Mm-hmm. You yes. put it out there into the world, right, Julie? Leon just came yes. in one day and said, we have to talk about cheese boarding. I, I had never heard cheese boarding before. <laughs> as, yeah. a, as a lifestyle. Of course, oh. we'd heard of cheese. We all owned cheese boards. But cheese boarding as a lifestyle as sort of a style of eating and grazing and sharing with your friends and family. It was, Leon. you brought this to us. You put it out into the world. And it immediately caught on. Right. And so that's when Cabot Creamery like reached out to us to help to help make this cheese boarding contest happen. So it's just a thing that organically happened in the world. I love that. <laughs> I, know. I know. And so people have spent the last month posting delicious photos of their beautiful cheese boards or their funny cheese boards or their charming cheese boards, their cheese boards for one or their cactus cheese boards. I just so many cheese boards. Done yeah. with- they were so inventive, so creative, so beautiful that some really, really made us laugh. Uh, they were all winners in our book, right, yeah. Leanne? Yes, yes. Uh, so we'd like to thank Cabot Creamery because these two people will receive a year's worth of cheese from Cabot Creamery. Okay, this is just the best part. This is the best contest <laughs> we've ever done. A year's worth of cheese? Come Ooh, on. Delivered in quarterly shipments of 25 pounds of cheese, Cabot Creamery. Because you can't take a year's worth of cheese all in one delivery. That's true. true. You can do it. Yeah, Cabot's right about that. Right. So you got your cheddar coming. You got the horseradish coming. You got that jalapeno cheddar coming. You're going to be making the quesadillas and everything. So tasty. And then just when you're done with the mac and cheese and, oh, 25 more (laughs) pounds shows up. So congratulations to, let me find the names, to Adrian Ladd, who won the Instagram contest, and on Facebook, Carolyn Mowry. Thank you so much to everybody that entered. Congratulations to Adrian and Carolyn. I hope they're able to share some of their cheese creations with us. And now you're free, Adrian and Carolyn. It it can be mac and cheese. Yeah. You know? It can do whatever you want. Do whatever. No boarding required. You don't have to board. You can do whatever you want with the cheese. Just nachos. Go for it. Yeah. We're we're cool with that. The cheese is yours to do with what you will. <laughs> and we would like to thank Cabot Creamery. They really approached us. We just appreciate it. They are a collective of dairy farmers. And they told us originally, Liz, that they were a certified B Corporation. And, of course, I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I didn't know what that was either. <laughs> okay. Well, well one of our listeners did, of yes, course. It's a new kind of business that balances perfect purpose and profit. They are legally required to consider the impact of their decisions on their workers, customers, suppliers, community, and the environment. This is a community of leaders driving a global movement of people using business as a force for good. So thank you, Cabot, for being that kind of a company. Thank you to those of you who let us know what a B Corp was. And thanks for all the all the cheese, man. Cheese. Thanks for the cheese. <laughs> so that was a really fun, that was a really fun contest. We appreciate yeah. it. And as Liz, as you said, it did grow uh, organically. Just organically. Yeah. Fantastic. Just, yeah. Put it out Best into the ever. world in a cot. ever. Thank you. Thank you. Well, can we keep talking about food sure. and summer fun? Because it seems like everywhere I look this summer, it's chimichurri. Mm. Now, have you seen this? It's in all the food magazines. Everywhere I turn, people are making chimichurri. And of I course, agree. 
I agree, Jill. Do you know, do you know what this is? Of yeah. course, Liz and I are very familiar with chimichurri because it originated in Argentina, and we took our trip mm-hmm. to Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's packed with flavor. It's super easy to make. It's parsley, cilantro, garlic. You can put chili in there. If you want lean, you can also put avocado in your chimichurri. Oh, really? Did you know? Oh, yes, Leah. I didn't know yes, that. Yes. I didn't you know that. You whip, can whip up some avocado in there. But I think people, because traditionally in Argentina, uh, Liz, everybody puts it on their beef. But, yes, yes. But you don't, I, I think this is the summer of chimichurri, chimichurri, <laughs> and I think we need to expand what we put it on. So it's it's so tasty uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't leave it just for beef. So, mm-hmm. what else would you put it on? Do you think, Leon? Uh, I would. Li- I like it on roasted vegetables. So any kind of roasted potato, roasted cauliflower. I think it tastes mm. delicious. Yes. Yeah. You know yeah. that's funny because on the on the cabbage cheese website right now, one of the pictures they're featuring roasted carrots and carrot top chimichurri. And this uh-huh. looks delicious. Yeah. A little bit of, of Vermont sharp cheddar <laughs> cheese in there on top of those carrots with the chimichurri. That looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah I just... think I think grilled vegetables, baked potatoes. How about oh, that? Yeah. That would be a real pop. Maybe you just have bread in your house. Okay. <laughs> it's summertime. We don't want to shop. We don't want to cook. But you might have you might can put make some toast and yeah. put some chimichurri on it. Or pasta. I think this is another whole area that you can make a simple summer meal. Mm-hmm. So this summer, I want everybody to start blending it up, start making chimichurri, let us know where you're using it because I think it's super tasty. It's uh, it's probably good for you too, don't you think? Yeah, yes. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. a good yeah. way to use up the herbs and the greens that you have around. It's very flexible. Right. Yes. It's what very flexible, but it. try the avocado in it, Leanne. That's my recommendation for you. Leanne has a very skeptical look on her face right now, Julie. Like, like, mm, you're thinking that chimichurri and avocado is never the twin chummy? I saw it in a magazine, Leanne. It's the parsley, the cilantro, the ripe avocado, the garlic. Okay, you put it all together with lime juice, a little sour cream, olive oil, kosher salt. Okay, you can do that. No, I think that sounds delicious. I don't think it sounds like chimichurri. But that's, you know, because it's just usually well, oil-based. Well, report, report back to me. Okay. okay. <laughs> report back to me okay. on that. Okay, here's my final summer summer uh, food recommendation for you. And that my other theme, in addition to chimichurri this summer, is herb it up. Okay, I want you. You know, I mean, I like to cook. But sometimes I get tired of cooking. I know. Like, you know, like, oh, oh. what's the next meal? Yeah. Okay, or I just, I, the whole thing. But what I'm going to do this summer is herb it up. It doesn't matter what the herbs are, basil, tarragon, dill, you know, whatever you have, parsley, whatever, just use it. But I have two quick and easy, pretty much no cook recipes that Mm. if you two herb it up, you are going to have a delicious meal. So Liz, sidekick Liz, I'm going to you first. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. I get your little grocery cart. You go, you, you whip into the grocery store, go get yourself some herbs, anything doesn't matter. I know you don't like mint, but mint is a good herb, but get something else. Right. Then you go grab yourself a bag of coleslaw, like how to make, you know, like a bag of salad coleslaw. The pre-chopped. You got got that. Then you get yourself a crab cake. Okay. Mm -hmm. Get yourself Mm -hmm. one crab cake, two crab cakes. They're frozen ones, fresh ones, whatever you want. Then you go home. All right, 
you you take the coleslaw mix, but you herb it up, Liz. You herb it up, okay? Put a little lemon oil dressing on it, and then you put that hot crab cake on top of the coleslaw, the, and it's delish. Okay. okay? This is, Doesn't I, that sound? Yeah. No, it actually sounds good. I feel like you're even verging into, like, um, the uh, Lab Rats territory yeah. here with Herb It Up. Sounds... Herb It Up. Yes. Okay, Lynn, okay, mm. this is for you, okay? okay? And for anyone that's listening, you do not need to pull over. I know you can remember five things. So here is your ingredients for din- dinner. Same thing, you're going to run, run into the store. You're going to grab yourself whatever herbs you want. Or, Lynn, you're the gardener. You probably have these herbs in your backyard. Then you have to get the rotisserie chicken... Mm-hmm. You need a toasted pita bread. You need walnuts, grapes, feta cheese. Oh. Okay. So you take you take the chicken, you rip up the pieces of the pita bread, <laughs> you got your walnuts, oh. you got your grapes, you got your feta, feta cheese, you put a red wine vinaigrette on it, and then herb it up. Yeah. Herb it up. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Doesn't this... that sound tasty? Yeah. I does. like that. You're just super tasty. Pretty much no cooked dinners. Fast, yeah. delicious, but what really is going to set you apart is if you herb them up. Yeah. If you don't herb them up, it's you've got a crab cake on a bag of coleslaw. <laughs> Not so good. I think you've made your point. Herb it up. Yeah, urban nana. Julie, yeah. It's a whole new spelling. H-E-R-B apostrophe N nana. <laughs> Julie, you did some hard work on this summer splash show. I mean... You I, I think I really excel on shallow topics. Yes. So that's. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to. I have to agree. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of Italian parsley on everything. Oh, that like okay. that can make a huge difference if you're. Yeah, it's sort of a gateway ver, gateway herb. Okay. If you don't know how to use, maybe tarragon is strong. That's yeah. a commitment. Mm-hmm. But you know. But just put anything on. That's anything the on. Beauty it. of these recipes. Yeah. You got dill. You've got mint. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's the fresh herbs. Herb that, it up. Yeah. Herb it up. <laughs> okay. Understood. Understood. Yeah. All right. We would like to thank our sponsors for today's summer splash show. Those are all fun summer sponsors, they too. Are. I don't yeah. know how that happened, but uh, fine, fantastic, great. Many thanks to Sergio Enriquez for engineering our show. It's the 4th of July. A lot of people are traveling, seeing family. Please be safe. Travel smart. Mm-hmm. You know, tell all your family and friends about the Satellite Sisters podcast. Those, yes. <laughs> I have those three things. Uh, anything on your to-do list? Uh, here's mine. Okay, dogs and fireworks. Mm-hmm. It's a bad yeah, combination. I, oh. This is my first dog who has really just been furious over fireworks it's ruined fourth of july for me oh so i don't yeah i mean she just she can't be she's not terrified she is furious so that's the difference last year i drugged her up put on that dang thunder shirt and we do have the largest fireworks display on the west coast a half a mile from our house yeah and she just she's like sprang from the dead and just (laughs) barked for 25 straight oh, minutes gosh. in the backyard. Poor furious, thing. furious at the fireworks. And so I'm looking forward to that again. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty festive. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't plan to go. do nothing, Leanne. Isn't that what you recommended? I like that. That's what my to-do is. Okay. Do nothing. Do yeah, nothing. I like that. Liz, what do More you got? More nothingness. Well, I'm happy to report that Hooper, unlike my previous dog, Ferris, Ferris went crazy with fireworks. They just terrified him. Hooper doesn't care at all. Yeah. It means nothing yeah. to him. Doesn't react, yeah. doesn't seem to hear them at all. So that'll be good uh, over the 4th. Also, you know, Bend, Oregon, the 4th of July parade is the pet parade. So we may we may attempt the pet parade. 
Okay. okay. All right, I, good. He's never been in a pet parade. Yeah. You know, he's like from some... He's a charming dog. He, he, he could place. He could be on the podium. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, he's going to get a haircut, and uh, we might go for a stroll in the pet parade. Can't promise, but we might. All right, so next week I'm off. So you and Julie are going to carry the show along. Yeah, wow. For I show. do. I want to talk about geopolitical flashpoints next week. <laughs> I really do. I have a story planned. Let's <laughs> maybe do it. Lynn's not listening. Yeah. And maybe some more high heel news. I can't believe there is any more high heel news. That was a complete report. Absolutely com- I think you I think you've set us up for years. That's all the high heel news we need. Uh, all right, everybody have a great week. You too, Lynn. And don't Bye, for- Lynn. Don't forget call your satellite sister. <laughs>